Well, today I wanted just to spend a couple minutes just kind of going over one topic of the day. Maybe this is a topic of the day kind of short that I'm going to try to do from now on. So off we go. My name is Chris Joslin. Welcome to a mini bite, mini Jaws bite, if you will. And what we're going to talk today, just uh, kind of a, a quick daily taste of, of what's going on out there. And this, this one revolves around kind of driver retention as a whole. It's something I've talked about in many of the podcasts in the past and something that hours of service and ELDs play into, hours of service in particular. There's things on the, the pickup and delivery side that really affect those, those things. Personal conveyance, um, the amount of time spent on dock, off dock, uh, load time, unload time. You have to reset a certain time period. Those things are all very, very vitally important to making sure that you're getting efficiencies out of your driver time and your time on the road, so to speak. So, But one of the things that's also affecting that greatly is in 2019, they started a process to really categorize and collate information and get data around the uh, abuse of drug and alcohol in our world, in the driver world, because there's a huge safety factor involved. Obviously, you don't want to be on the highways. I've been on the highways with trucks that you can see are veterans and doing things all the right way, and I've been on tr- on the highway with trucks that you can see something is wrong, either too tired or whatever the case may be. So all these things are very, very important for the safety out there on highways of the general public, as well as the overall business affect of moving goods and cargo across this wonderful nation of ours. So the uh, Drug and Alcohol Clearinghouse, which you can get these summer reports online, and I've taken a look at several of them through March of this year, you can look in 2019, this kind of started, and there was about 244,000 drivers and organizations registered. That went up to over 1.5 million uh, registered in 2020 and already 340,000 this year. Now that's drivers, employers, CTPAs, which is, you know, um, that uh, is, you know, consortium of third-party administrators, and then medical review officers, MROs as well, are involved in, in this. Uh, but, but it all totals to those numbers I just gave you. So over at this point, all those things together have been almost 2.2 million have registered for this. Now, those are pre-employment tests. Those are, you know, spot tests. Those are all kinds of tests for drug, alcohol, all kinds of different things. And, and they'll actually differentiate between the types of, of drugs and violations that occur. So it's, it's real important to kind of take a, a deep dive into that and understand what we're talking about. So I'll go over these stats just really quick, a couple of, a couple of, of basic stats. And see, these tests, when you take a look at things real close, there are some that when you when you do these tests, you can get positives or refusals or negatives, but there's a certain percentage of them, a very small percent, that actually have personal knowledge already, a driver that is, that they may be abusing something. You know, may, may be they know they're going to um, have a negative test or a positive test, excuse me. But most tests, about 99%, about a huge percentage of them are, there's a pre-employment test. It should be 100%, it's at about 99, 99 point something where if you're going to be a driver, that's required to, to get a test in there. Uh, but there are random tests, and about 83% of drivers are random tests at some point or another. And about Ultimately, since January of 2020, there have been, with drugs and alcohol of different kinds, there have been just under, this is through March, by the way, of this year, there are just under 56,000 violations. And in 2021, there's already been over 14,000 through March. So it's already, I don't know exact percentage ratio that is, but it's, 
you know, on a month-to-month basis, like there were 900 more violations in March of this year than there were March of last year. So if that trend continues, that's about a, a 15% hike. So we're like, likely to close in this year closer to 70,000 violations of different kinds. Now, you got to remember, this part of there's a protocol. Once you have a violation, there's a protocol you have to go through to reinstate yourself and go through the process, a, a step-by-step process, and then get back to a point where they'll test you again and you have to come out with a negative test at that point. So of those 56,000 up through the end of last year, only 10,000 have come back from that. So that's 45,000 that are completely off the market as far as CDL drivers. And again, this year I don't have the percentages on who have come back, but there's been 14,000 violations thus far. And those violations are probably not from the 10,000 that came back. Those are new violations based on either pre-employment tests or spot tests, which are very significant. So, so, so since January of, of 2020, there have been 64,000 violations, about 10,000 which have come back, and about 81% of those violations are not alcohol. They're drug abuse of some kind. They're not abuse. Let me get that correct. That sounded incorrect. They're not, they're, they're drug related. The number one by far, 37,000 out of that 64,000 is a metabolite of, of marijuana, THC uh, additive. And, you know, that, that's very interesting because as we go forward in this world where there's a, a much more um, ability to have both medical and recreational marijuana in your lives in terms of the general populace and have that be legal, the, but there's always going to be industries where that's just not allowed. And the, the question I have when I look into that, and I don't know enough about the, the, that industry, but when I look at that, I go, okay, if, if they can, because they've got products that I know of that you can have without the THC that are pain-oriented, et cetera. So there might be a way to establish something going forward to affect up to 60% of the drivers. The, guys, the reason I'm bringing all this up, because there's everything from, cocaine in there to metamphetamines, uh, um, you know, oxycodone, hydrocodone, codeine is even in there as a, a potential. But the, the, and it breaks it all down very nicely and you can see what's what. But by far and away, the most uh, applicable substance is marijuana. So when you look at that, how does that, how does that apply to my, my daily, my take on this, my, my, uh, my short take, if you will, or mini bite, if you will, is that we have to find a way to make a safer and safer environment out there, but we have to balance how we're doing that with the need for drivers. We need a better supply of drivers, a more adequate supply, because what's happening in this industry is that when we have all these pressures from the outside creating these these situations that make it a an industry that's more difficult to be a driver, then the drivers will go elsewhere. It's always been a high turnover industry, and you can segment that off in terms of types of drivers, short haul versus long haul, LTL drivers, dedicated drivers versus, you know, uh, owner operators, all that kind of, you can segment a lot of this off. But in general, it's, it can be a volatile job description. But it's vitally important. It is the high touch. It is the touch point of every operation, drivers in and drivers out. You have to have that at this point. Nobody's robots in this place, and drivers simply want to drive, as I've said many times before. But looking at this, how do we dress something like this? I don't know, but it's got to be something comprehensive. It's got to be something that we attack 
in terms of getting a, a, a higher uh, uh, thought process around making drivers central to what we're talking about. We can, we can just give that platitude all the time, but the reality is we need to make that happen. You know, higher pay is part of that, that scenario. You can see a lot of people going into that right now and basically saying, hey, higher pay gives you the ability to do this, but here's your structured requirements to make sure you don't fail these things. And that might be a way the industry goes, but all this stuff will go down to the bottom line and come out as higher price to the consumer in, in some way, shape, or form. That's just the way things work. So I, I don't have an answer for the day, but it's kind of my mini bite for the day to, to kind of develop this and bring out to everybody what, the, the scenario is. I certainly do not advocate for anybody being out on the road with any kind of substance in their in their system at all. That that's a setup for some of those nuclear, you know, just legal decisions that are made because accidents happen and people die out on the roads. So you don't want any of that happening uh, from just a sheer human standpoint. So you know, a, a focus on this needs to be had. The data is there. It's accumulating fast. It's something that's going to be a requirement for industry leaders to take a look at. It, it's going to be something that, that is going to have more and more focus as we go along, and it's part of the way we are going to live. So let's get our act together. Let's, let's find out how to address these things. Let's discover especially the low-hanging fruit to me is alternatives to the THC level that is in marijuana because if we could solve just that one line in the big data, 60% of our driver violation problem would go away. Uh, a lot of the others, there's no excuse for it. You're going to have people abusing systems because that's life. People are people, and you're going to have people abusing drugs and, and trying to stay up longer and take advantage of, of these different situations. But the ability to, to slip through the loopholes aren't there. But at the same time, we don't want all these people going to different industries unless we have a way to backfill what we really need in making drivers more and more important to the integral systems that we have in the United States. So that's my take for the day. That's my mini bite. Joslyn out. Mm -hmm.